0: track by track with me dan
1: and me will this is the podcast where we take a brilliant pop album and break it down track by track that's why it's called track by track uh, and on the turntable this week we are going to be talking about the bravery and their debut album the
0: bravery I love a self-titled debut
1: dan what's your favorite self-titled debut album
0: To be honest, Will, I can't think of one at the top of my head, apart from this one, which is probably the answer.
1: Let's just say it's The Bravery by The Bravery. Mm -hmm. And this is very much your choice this week.
0: So yes, as we mentioned last week, we did Donkey Boy, which you brought to the table. This week, we are rocking out with our socks out for The Bravery, which um, was my choice.
1: And The Bravery, are American band, rock band from New York, who uh, formed in 2003... You've got lead vocalist Sam Endicott, Michael Zakarin on guitar, John Conway on keyboards, Mike Hindert on bass, and Anthony Bulich. if that's how you pronounce your surname. Apologies, Ant. Or Tony. Anthony. Uh, so they, uh, this is their debut album, but they've had three studio albums.
0: Yes, but slightly disappointingly, only the first one was properly released in the UK. In fact, the third one might have been, but the second one, I remember, I had to get that on an import copy from HMV.
1: You had to place an order for you?
0: No, luckily they just had it in stock. I went to quite a big one in Doncaster. Hello to everyone in Doncaster.
1: Uh, Back in the days when HMV existed, let alone had an extensive catalogue of imports.
0: I'm still livid about the Oxford Street one being closed.
1: It's a hole in Oxford Street now mm. there. I think it's just one of those companies retailers that should have a presence there.
0: Yeah, and it's got, you know, it's got a blue plaque outside that because it was the first ever HMV, so I do think the company have really ballsed up there.
1: Well, and we could talk, we could do a whole podcast series on failed retailers and why they got to where they were. In fact, put put a pin in that. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> we'll park that piece for later.
1: But for HMV, they didn't get on the case with downloads quick enough. No. Nope. Uh, and from DVD terms, they lost their market to the likes of Amazon and Play.com, mm. if you remember them.
0: I do, absolutely. Back to the bravery. Back to the bravery. So, yeah, uh, the point I was trying to make was that this first album was huge. This was a top five album. Uh, lead single, An Honest Mistake, was a huge single. It was a kind of the indie revival time wasn't it when this came out indie music was back and big again still very um quite commercial but uh making a huge statement in the charts and
1: dan what drew you to the bravery
0: you're gonna roll your eyes right back
1: are you gonna say something to do with duran duran
0: yes i am they were their sound was likened to duran durans as were a lot of bands around this time this was kind of the uh time when duran duran were sort of being recognized a little bit more they were getting lots of Lifetime Achievement Awards. The original lineup got back together. So their sound was talked a lot with bands like The Killers and Franz Ferdinand. And The Bravery, for me, even more so, some of the synths on this album are going to sound just like Duran Duran. But they have got a harder edge to them. Or, or I shouldn't say harder edge, but just a rocky edge. The guitars are turned up. Just leave me with the synths, please. I'll see what I can do in the mix. <laughs>
1: So I'm, you're going to be educating me today because I'm relatively unenlightened about the joys of the bravery, but I certainly, I do like Duran Duran All Jokes Aside, very much so. Good.
0: And I'm sure you remember the bravery at least, or certainly uh, the lead yeah, single.
1: Vaguely. Yeah, certainly yeah. the lead single. Uh, and the bravery did live in London for a time, um, and they did a residency in Soho on uh, the Metro Club, back, and that was back in 2004, so just before this album came out.
0: Yes, should point out, actually, the reason we're talking about it this week is this album has just turned 15. Uh, and what are the boys doing now? So lead singer Sam Endicott went on to become a songwriter. He has worked with, or written for, I should say, uh, Shakira with She-Wolf. Uh, and also Good song. Fantastic song. Uh, one of her best, I'd say. Also written for Christian Aguilera and Santi Gold. Uh, and he has also uh, formed a new band called The Mercy Beat, And also, Anthony went on to uh, drum for Morrissey.
1: Who's uh, turned out to be quite a nasty individual. Yeah, it's such a shame because
0: I was, I think I should say, was a big fan of his solo work. Huge fan, in fact, but um, can't really agree with everything that he's saying at the minute. So let's just
1: uh, draw a line under him and get into the get stuck into the music.
0: Yes, good idea.
1: So side 1 track 1 this is an honest mistake.
0: That is the one bravery song from this album that I had heard before.: And I think uh, more than likely the one bravery song that most people probably will remember, people of a certain age, people who were around uh, fifteen years ago, and um, you know listening to music because it was it was big on Radio One and things like that. Um, but what do you think of the song?
1: I really, really like it. It reminds me of going to pop stars the Friday nights at the Scala in King's Cross.
0: Were you wearing skinny jeans? Skinny jeans. Mm. Cardigan?
1: Uh, no, I had a jazzy belt. Oh, with a... Yes, and a chunky
0: buckle. <laughs> it was the time. Did you have a, a scarf, even though it wasn't cold? Yes. Yeah. Did you look like you were in B on the first version uh, the of the yeah. album cover? I had a mop of hair on my head. I'm yeah. not surprised. Sadly, those days have now gone.
1: For the most part. <laughs> uh, but that was a time when... There was that Friday night at the Scala Pop Stars. It was kind of indie pop was the main draw, so you'd have stuff like this, like Franz Ferdinand, The Killers. Orson's um, No Tomorrow.
0: Uh, probably Scissor Sisters. Yes, definitely. Can we go there now? This doesn't doesn't happen anymore. Oh, we need to find out who ran it and have a revival night. Uh, he's dead. Right. So back to the song. <laughs> so this when I think pe- when people were talking about the comparison to Duran Duran, and I won't keep that name going throughout the episode, but I can definitely hear it. The synth sound is very vintage. The beat on the drums is kind of almost quite simple, but I really love how it keeps track going. Uh, The guitar is choppy, but I feel like this is how Duran Duran would have sounded if um, Andy Taylor, who was a guitarist, would have had his way and it would have been a little bit more rocky and a little less poppy.
1: Well, I'll have to take your word for that.
0: But I think this would remain one of my favourite certainly one of my favourite singles of all time.
1: Of all time. Let's
0: say definitely top twenty. Possibly top fifteen. Yeah. I just think it's so infectious. And towards the end, when the electric guitar is going crazy and it's uh, the falsetto vocal, which is great as well. Um, yeah. Love it.
1: It was a big hit in the UK, actually got to number seven in the UK singles charts.
0: Sadly that was the last time as well that they would reach the heights of the top ten.
1: One reviewer said it was like classic New Order with dark-hued mechanical energy.
0: I would wholeheartedly... That wasn't Digital Spy. Oh. I'd agree with that. So, should we move on? Yes, let's. So, track two is No Brakes. No breaks there, track number two. I like that it's not the second single. I think it's it's quite a poppy thing, isn't it, to have singles one, two, three as tracks one, two, three. And the band bands kind of uh, tend to you know, get rid of that rule. Band band. Band band. These are a band band. <laughs> um
1: but really strong song. I, I do love the bass going through that track.
0: Definitely, yeah. It's very meaty. I think it drives that song, doesn't it? And the synths on this one are turned down a little bit compared to that first song, but I do, but they are still very present. You can hear them there. You know, the Bravery are a fantastic, more of an indie rock band, but they wouldn't be the Bravery without that synth there, just underlying it. So there's some lovely layers.
1: Did you know that uh, the year this album was released, the Bravery performed at Glastonbury? No. Um, they did, and they were due to be televised, their set, But the drummer stripped naked um, uh, because it was so hot.
0: I do remember hearing about that now. Yes, actually. I think you can still get clips on YouTube or I certainly saw a clip. I made sure I found a way. (laughs) This song, I think, despite not being a single, this remained a live favorite. And there is actually a live album of theirs on Apple Music and probably other streaming services too. Uh, And this is um, because it's such a short song as well. It's got a real punch to it. Uh, So it's a bit of a live favorite.
1: Just revisiting that Glastonbury story, apparently he was quoted afterwards as saying um, it was all the, res- all the result of a bottle of Jager, um, oh, wow. and he should have got a girl to fluff him beforehand.
0: We've all been there.
1: <laughs> I don't know what he means.
0: <laughs> uh, is it a fluff, uh, a drumming technique? Answers on a postcard, please. Leamington Smart. Yes, or if you are a fluffer, do let us know. Perhaps you could come on as a special guest. Fluff Week (laughs) Pop Fluff Um, Guffs and Fluffs (laughs) Fluff by Fluff
1: That'd be a great name for a Pet Shop Boys album
0: Uh, Only one word Fluff Fluffer Okay Track number three
1: Yes let's go on to track number three now Which is Fearless
2: Second single
1: Fearless there, uh, that's more, for me, that's more like it.
0: Yeah, I think it's more in line with uh, track one, An Honest Mistake, but it has its own style as well. Since in this one, I think, and I love how they open song as well, they almost sound like a wind-up toy or a wind-up clock or something. I don't know, it's, it's just so vintage and, you know, it doesn't even feel like instrumentation, just feels like a sound.
1: And I love how relentless that is all the way through as well.
0: Definitely. There's a great um, the video for this song. Do you remember the video?
1: No, I don't remember the video. So
0: I think it was in black and white and they were on a speedboat, which was racing around, um, probably going a little bit too fast if I'm being quite honest. And it did remind me of that scene in Spice World, the movie, when they're on the boat and uh, some of the girls go overboard.
1: So you've got the Spice Girls and Duran Duran into this episode. It's like a dream for you. Mm, it really is. There is... Uh friend of the podcast, Richard X, he did remix this song, but can I find it to listen to anywhere? Can I bugger?
0: That's such a shame. There are also some other fantastic remixes uh, of the band, and I like that, uh, again, they're a very rocky band, but I think because of the songwriting sensibilities and because of the synths in there, they are a great band for remixing. So maybe we'll touch on those a little bit later. Maybe. But as you said, it, it um, it's relentless... And I think because, again, it's just a three-minute pop song. It really packs a punch. Uh, And vocally, the chorus is so simple, but I love the kind of yelp in there. This, I have to say, has always been one of my favourite driving slash shower songs.
1: Well, hopefully you don't uh, drive and shower at the same time.
0: (laughs) With no brakes.
1: You haven't gotten your uh, Robin Reliant uh, converted to have a shower in the front as well.
0: But I've got an armchair on the top and I drive it with uh, two pieces of rope <laughs> and a few pedals.
1: Uh, or are you confusing your life with that of Mr. Beans again?
0: Yes. Yeah, sorry, I've done it again.
1: Like the time you went into the barbers and ended up cutting a young boy's hair. <laughs> so we'll keep looking for those Richard X remixes. Um, old friend of ours, Richard X. and while... Love to have him on.
0: Oh my goodness, yes. this is 2020 is the year of Track by Track. Do you know what, Will? I wouldn't be surprised if we have him on by the end of the year. Got a feeling. Got to put things out there into the world. And it will happen. Mm. This next song, Will, I think is going to be a favourite of yours. And it's named after you as well.
1: (laughs) This is track number four. This is Tyrant.
0: with bated breath.
1: That's my favourite song on the album. Oh, good. It's so, there's so much going on in that track, but for me, it's the electronica, the synths in there and that slow, moody build-up that really
0: makes it. It's certainly a change in direction, isn't it, for the, from the first three songs. Mm. Definitely, you know, those influences of more, maybe New Order, as was mentioned before, uh, or even Joy Division is a little bit darker. Um, synths, I'm just thinking that are... uh uh, just perfect almost if i can use that word
1: it's a free country yeah um it was great to hear at that point i'd almost given up and gone home
0: oh (laughs) um but also as well as the fantastic music and again the drums and the bass in this one are incredible i really like the lyrics of this one it's poetry uh if i can recite a little bit to you now yes please staring into your eyes or not no Sure. I've said this before, no eye contact when we're recording. Okay, okay, play my faith. So lyrics go, every time you come around, there's another bouquet for me. Is it bouquet or bouquet? A bucket. <laughs> a core surge of promises, and I am pinned like a butterfly on a card. Now I'm naked and I'm scarred, and you're so perfect to me. You've got a tear there, Will.
1: Oh, it's just the, the splash from my gin and tonic.
0: <laughs> splash back. Ginny lemon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think this, I think I might say this about a few songs on this album. Certainly one of my favorites um, of theirs of all time. And I was going to say one, I'd, I, you know, I wish I could see them live. I actually have seen them live. And can you guess who they were supporting? Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did a one-off outdoor show in Birmingham and they had Daniel Beddingfield, weirdly, and The Bravery supporting. And it's weird because I think when The Bravery first came out and they were getting likened to Duran Duran, they kind of... Pushed back those comments. They didn't really like them, and then they ended up opening for them on on this uh, show. What's Daniel Bedingfield doing in the mix? Yeah, I don't really know. It wasn't. I think that was the uh, go to the bar moment. Oh. And on next week's show, we are actually joined by Daniel. Talk <laughs> about <his> debut album. <laughs> Got to get through this. Not great really. song though. <clears throat> Got to get through this. Oh, I mean, he has had some great songs. No. <laughs> <laughs> FYI listeners if you ever hear me just saying no it's because Will's taking a deep breath before he says and if we're lucky Uh, and it was very much (laughs) poo-pooed so track number five on this one and something you've almost done for this album give in Oh, I need to lie down in a lemon sip after that song. <laughs> a little bit harder, wasn't it? Oh, yes. It. Um, if 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 you thought that Tyrant was sort of the way this album was going to go and the synths were going to take over... How wrong, how wrong I was. You're sadly mistaken. Um... But I really like the structure of this song because it's, it comes in at just two and a half minutes or just over, and it doesn't really have verses and choruses. It just has these instrumentals, very more guitar-based instrumentals, and then the one sort of, um, one lot of lyrics. Um, but it's very, um, it's feisty, this one, isn't it? It is very feisty. It's feistier than,
1: uh, it's feistier than Bianca Butcher uh, traipsing down the market in a metallic... Uh, Puffer jackets.
0: <laughs> that is pretty feisty. And that's the second new reference in two weeks, so hopefully we'll keep that going. Well you're a big fan, aren't you? Big, big fan. Finally up to date? Not quite, nearly <laughs> there, but I am in the right month. <laughs> in the right year. Yeah. <laughs> I was, listeners, about five months behind, but determined to catch up and not skip any. And I did it. It is worth mentioning, we've said how this album was top ten, the lead single was top ten. Um, and when the band came out, they were actually almost put against the Killers. It was almost like a chart battle, head to head kind of thing, a little bit like Blur and Oasis, or or
1: Girls Aloud and One True
0: Voice. Well, yes, for more of a track by trackable reference. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was it was something to do with record company issues or something like that, which is why Bravery weren't given the sort of push that the Killers got and you know the rest is history but who knows it could have been the bravery who were headlining glastonbury and uh, now on album number 7 or whatever and playing out stadiums around the world fate is a cruel mistress in the music industry isn't it she really is i mean look at us doing this in the broom cupboard we should be on radio 1 we should be on radio well radio 2 gate radio bbc 6
1: music and if there's anyone listening from the BBC, don't be afraid to get in
0: touch. We're not <laughs> precious. Right.
1: Track number six now. Uh, and Dan, this is um, a, all about that summer when you first met the boy from the chip shop. Swollen, Swollen summer. It.
0: So, swollen because I'd had too many extra helpings from him, or swollen in a different way?
1: Well, extra helpings in uh, some sense. Hmm. Best have... draw a veil over that.
0: Well, it looked like a tent.
1: <laughs> Dan, can I shock you? Please do. I actually quite enjoyed that song.
0: Really? Yeah. Interesting, because I wrote down while I was playing, this is probably the rockiest song we've ever had on the podcast, I think. It really is. Yeah. yeah. We've come a long way from... Uh... Rachel Stevens. <laughs> and listeners, if you're regular, um, I hope I've not shot you too much with this album, but hopefully you'll agree that there's some fantastic, almost like pop sensibilities hidden away in this uh, indie rock album. What's it you like about it, Will? I'm just going to say to our listeners, don't worry.
1: We'll be back on to... Something more palatable next week. Will's just appeasing me. <laughs> uh, Humoring you. Yes.
0: What is it you like about this one?
1: There's a brilliant guitar
0: riff. It's not quite the chorus, but it's more of a refrain. Is it the, yeah, the second half of the yeah. chorus? Yeah. And and the synths go up a little bit higher yeah. in that one as well. Yes, I completely agree. I think it's, it's a fun song anyway. And again, it's just another little bite-sized three-minute number. Um, but it, it's so much energy in this. Um, li- re-listening to this album... And just remembering how much I love it. In fact, it's one that I need to get on vinyl. Will, my birthday's just around the corner.
1: Well, if you're lucky, someone might get it for you. Uh, So many tracks on this album teetering around the three-minute mark. Yes.
0: I don't know what you're going to say. What what am I going to say? Eurovision.
1: They could, they've obviously got a knack for writing punchy songs.
0: And actually, if Sam's also written for pop stars as well, you know, he could write our winner song. Wait, can the songwriter be from another country to the one that's entering?
1: Yes, but the performer must be... I don't know what the rules are these days.
0: Well, Sam, if you are listening, do please write a winning Eurovision song for Scooch. Uh,
1: So this is a public service announcement. No no running uh, around the pool. Uh, Yeah, this is track seven. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to, I didn't think I'd get a chance to
0: say this this week, but uh, what a fun song! <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely does feel like a more playful side of the band, doesn't it? Stop, drop, and roll. You're on fire. Will, have you ever been on fire? Uh, deja vu. What? I'm. Sh- I think
1: you asked me the same question when we recorded that Banana Rama episode. Really? Um, the song I'm on fire. I don't know, I, to be honest, I can't be asked to go back through and listen again, so maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But no, I haven't been on fire, although at the moment when I'm doing my marathon training... Mm, here we go. Um, <laughs> ...when I spray deep heat on my ankles and feet, mm. uh, it does feel very warm, very toasty.
0: Oh dear. But uh, that's the closest you've been, and I'm glad. And, and thankfully they're not inflamed. Good. <laughs> It is a very fun song. I love how the drum and bass drive the beginning of this song. And then there's a lovely synthesizer in there as well. With That's another one to add to your... uh... (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I'm I'm just actually chuffed, Will, that you're still here and you're still finding positive things to say about this. I'm really enjoying it. I know you are. I know you are. I'm very,
1: very broad-minded.
0: You are a very broad-minded gentleman.
1: So, this and this is, you know, it can't be Pet Shop Boys every week
0: as much as I'd like it to be. (laughs) We'd only have about 14 episodes, we're finished by now. Uh, No, but this is a great album influence. Probably there's influence, uh, hints of Pet Shop Boys in there, especially with the synths.
1: Oh, I I, bless you, Dan, but you're clutching at straws.
0: Well, have a listen to this next one and then tell me what you think afterwards, okay? So, track eight now this is Out of Line. I mean, it's like Neil and Chris wrote it, don't you think?
1: No, not at all. But it's almost got a bit of a sort of glam rock feel, a feel, a fair? Yeah. Feel?
0: A feel. A feel. Glam rock, rock feel. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I've never heard that on it before, but now you've said that, definitely, yeah. I mean, I know this whole album is more sort of new wave
1: rock. Yeah. But it's quite stomping, isn't it, that one?
0: Stomping, quite fuzzy as well. Yeah quite industrial no are you no No. (laughs) i love on this one it's this song probably out of all of them or maybe just seconded by tyrant is made up of layers and the layers of synths in this one i was just thinking when i was listening wouldn't it be wonderful if we could talk about maybe what what kind of synths we used or what kind of synths they sounded like but i'm just gonna say vintage synths (laughs) um Wonderful layers, but also the, how the vocals are then layered above that towards the end of the song. Wonderful crescendo on that one. It's got more layers than uh, one of Mrs. Ball's trifles. Oh, and they pack a punch with a, more than a hint of sherry.
1: Oh, I see, I, so it runs in the family then, that heavy-handed measures. <laughs> Track number nine now. And this was single number three. Unconditional.
0: And for a minute there, I thought the ice cream man had pulled up outside. <laughs> you must be talking about that wonderful intro, uh, the synth at the beginning of the song. And that just runs through the whole... I really... It does make that song for me, actually. Yeah, it's great. I just... There's almost a slight, perhaps, juxtaposition. I haven't said that... I don't think we said that this year yet. Not since we uh, relaunched. Mm, we promised we wouldn't say it again. Um, to the synths and the rest of the track sometimes um but yeah you're right it 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 makes a song also i love that during the verses it's almost just vocals and bass which will make it very um driving a driving
1: bass Mm. this got to the dizzying heights of number 49 in the uk singles charts.
0: just missed out on that top 40. um but it is regarded as one of their best it's a good live one they there's that um chant of i just want i just want love before the chorus and on the live album that i mentioned earlier The crowd really go for that bit and then Sam sort of creates a back and forth with them to uh, get them to sing along for that. And there
1: are some great remixes uh, for this track Uh, and probably one of my favourites is the Benny Benassi mix who we've talked about before and his remixing credentials.
0: We have but who has he remixed for?
1: He has remixed for the likes of Madonna Khalees Goldfrap Outkast. So a lot of Track Tom Craft.
0: Not track by trackable artists on there. Yes. Some that we've covered and some that we might be covering in the future.
1: Yes, he's also created music for the likes of Wigfield.
0: Hmm. Who's playing Mighty Hoopla this year.
1: Oh, I wonder if she'll do... Of course she will, because it's on a Saturday.
0: <laughs> As if Wigfield would play and not play Saturday night. <laughs> be livid. Well, well, no worse than Janet Jackson last year, not doing Together Again at the Glastonbury. I, I'm still mad about that. Did she do All For You? Yeah, she did All For You and, you know, Rhythm Nation, whatever. All the hit. Was Rhythm Nation her?
1: Yeah, she definitely did that. Quite yeah. a
0: bland set. It really was. It, it um, Not what you'd expect to see at Glastonbury. It, I like that they do different things, but when it's like that, it just didn't really wash. Uh, but sorry, back to Unconditional and back to the remix. Shall we, shall we have a little listen to that? A, yeah, we haven't had anything extra
1: in today, have we? No been quite vanilla so let's (laughs) have a bit
0: Well, it certainly sounds like a Benny Benassi remix. What a bloody racket. Not for you. No, no, it's,
1: it's good fun. I could just imagine listening to that when I'm off my head on red stripe. Oh, does that happen often?
0: Not very often anymore. Not as often as you'd like? No, I'm off the beer at the moment. You're more likely to be found uh, completely starkers after guzzling a bottle of Jägermeister. <laughs> and I'm, what I mean is one of those mini bottles you get on an aeroplane.
1: <laughs> just like the band's very own... Drummer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so track number ten.
1: And this is the ring song.
0: So that was the Ring song. If I'm not mistaken, that's written about Sam's love for a lovely, meaty Cumberland ring.
1: I thought it was all about hula hoops. Oh. You like a hula hoop? Yeah. Do you put them
0: on your fingers? Well, not anymore. Send you getting married? My fingers are too chubby now. <laughs> Little sausage fingers there. <laughs> uh,
1: barbecue beef.
0: I prefer salt and vinegar. No, ready salted, actually. I know it's boring, but...
1: No, the salt and vinegar hula hoop's almost a bit too sharp.
0: When you get the nose sweats. No? Nose sweats? Just me? If you're really salt and vinegary, salt and vinegar crisps, make my nose sweat a bit.
1: Be a runny nose? (laughs) Anyway, that song really reminds me of Garbage.
0: Really? Yeah. See, I don't hear that at all, but I like that you've got your own interpretation of it. Independent, free thought. This one, a much more sort of lo-fi sound, I think, to the others. And if I'm being completely honest, not one of my favourite songs on the album. I think I'm worried, in fact, that Peter Peter out might just be around the corner, but hopefully not.
1: We'll find out in a minute. Or now, even. Or now. <laughs> this is the last track on the album. It is Rights of Spring.
0: I do very much enjoy the wow 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 that comes in very uh, near the end of that song. What a great time to talk about the fantastic artwork. We've got to the end of the album, and I hadn't
1: talked about it. No. And actually, I don't mind this track, but it's just a bit too much of a muchness.
0: Hmm. I would agree, but let's hear about the album artwork first.
1: Well, it's some sort of—is it a dragon or a phoenix? I say or... a phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the cover is all kind of orange, yellow tones, uh, and the font watch, font watch mm. it, the bravery is quite a basic font.
0: Almost sort of a Coppergate or...
1: Helvetica,
0: Times New Roman.
1: Um, but it's not got the... Uh, well, it has got the name of the album on it, because the album name is The Bravery. It's quite, quite simple. Yes. And-, and do we know anything about that particular? Because it looks like an,
0: a piece of art. It does, yeah. I, I don't. I do remember there was a limited edition version that was a sil- might have been a silver slipcase of this and it was uh, had an embossed version of the Phoenix from the Flames there. Oh. Uh, didn't get my hands on that one. If I pop to Discogs now, I might be able to find it.
1: I'd buy it for an extortionate amount of money somehow.
0: Yes, probably.
1: So it's... I'm not a huge fan of this song. It's certainly not petered out though, has it?
0: It's not petered in the sense that it's... La- It doesn't lack energy, but I don't think it's the most memorable song. I think it would be great to leave the album on a high, and there's been some great things on here, and I just think it's a little bit... I dare say this might be a better B-side.
1: Could it have been a classic 10-track album?
0: Actually, probably yes. And just before we do move on from the album, I just wanted to point out, actually, that all tracks were written and produced by lead singer Sam Endicott, Uh, with the exception of Tyrant, which was also by John Conway, who's on keyboards. So I think that's pretty incredible that one person pretty much created this whole thing.
1: It's a brilliant feat of work. Mm. Um, He clearly had a vision and, you know, desire to to do so.
0: So it's time for some further
1: listening. Dan, what's the uh, criteria?
0: I think let's just go free for all uh, on The Bravery. They've got three albums of material available Uh, And some other great stuff out there. So as I said before, not all available outside of America. Some of it not available on all streaming services as well. So uh, Will, what are you going for?
1: So I have, uh, from recommendation from you, I've gone for... I Am Your Skin. skin there and quite an
0: eerie title actually
1: yes um quite emo yes but just that whole sound and style reminds me a bit of franz ferdinand
0: yeah the production on it is fantastic and uh production on this album came from sam endicott again the lead singer but this time with john hill who is who sam worked with on she wolf and things like that and john hill with and without Sam has worked on things for Empire of the Sun, Santi Gold, uh Portugal the Man, MIA, Kings of Leon, Leaky Lee. So um There's bloody Leaky Lee again. I always get her in somewhere. <laughs> we haven't covered her yet. She it, Hang on a minute. I don't think she's even on the long list. She isn't on the long list. I think I put her on and you've taken her off.
1: Well, that's the problem with the shared note, isn't it?
0: <laughs> what a great recommendation from me for you to choose this song because I do think it is one of the highlights of their third album, Stir the Blood. It's almost like you get two further listening choices this week. Well, you had it with Nicola Roberts.
1: True. The True. flip The flip-flop effect in force again. Of the relationship. Dan, what have you gone for?
0: With me being a big fan of The Bravery, it's difficult to, um, you know, think about what song do I want to put out there that's uh, hopefully going to get some of our listeners to check out their back catalogue so this one is from second album the sun and the moon and i just think that it's almost less synthy and a little bit more organic so this is bad sun So "Bad on there, one of the album tracks from the second album. Will, what do you think? It's quite a jaunty song, isn't it? Mm, nice jaun- nice whistling. Lovely you were whistling along there. <whistles> Probably won't keep that bit in. <laughs> um yeah, it's very jaunty, very jovial, and as I said, it's kind of less the electronic synths and more um more of a an acoustic strummy sound. Stru- strummy. <laughs> strummy. Um, mummy. and production on this album came from brendan o'brien who we haven't talked about before and that's probably because he is most known for working with people including bruce springsteen acdc bob dylan neil young pearl jam dot, dot, dot.
1: no wonder we haven't
0: talked about him before none of which are on the long list so that is the end of our the bravery episode will thank you for joining me taking my hand holding it tight uh, and trusting me,
1: well, you know, you trusted me with Rachel Stevens, mm. so I trust you with the bravery.
0: Uh, and do let us know what you thought at Track by Track UK on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you want to go. Not TikTok just yet.
1: And I don't understand how that works. <laughs> I don't know what TikTok I'm completely is. Completely really. honest. No. Uh also, if you'd like to head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review, that would be absolutely lovely. Mm, as wonderful. long as it's positive.
0: Yes. Yeah, no nastiness, please.
1: And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next?
0: Yes, so next week we are celebrating 30 years of an iconic album by one of Britain's most loved but still a little bit culty uh bands. This was their seventh studio album. This year, they've been inducted to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They have had five members, then four members. There's now three members. Take that. Well, no. Um, Is it JLS? <laughs> they've still got four. It's their sort of emo synthy band. So not too far removed from the Bravery, really. Um, but yeah, some great, uh, huge songs on stage. Oh, system.
1: yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. Mm. Much more so than this week's episode. Well, you won't be surprised as you were. Pleasantly surprised. So, thank you for listening. Until next time, I've been Benny Benassi.
0: And I've been Sam Endicott.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>